0: Prepare the way of the Lord to make his path straight. John, John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins.
1: Now John was
0: clothed with camel's hair, a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts, and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of the sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May be seated. I. So I get that calendar? Add that, please. Uh, no, one. Okay. I, go, I wear my socks inside out. Do you know why? Because the bugs. <laughs> so
1: Grace and peace to you
0: from God our Father and our Savior, the one who was is to come Jesus the Messiah. Amen.
1: First I need to
0: clarify maybe
1: something I said or maybe I didn't
0: say it last week. So I spoke about expectations and that maybe expectation isn't the right word that we want to use as we prepare for the coming of the Messiah. I want to take that back or maybe Words didn't do that. To clarify, we place expectations on what will come. What we expect worship to look like, the songs that we're going to sing. We expect the same story of the Virgin Mother and the born baby, angels and shepherds. When the light comes on, that means the offering plates are We also have this expectation of what happens at home. We so have just this, right? Like MPS, um,
1: and these people and will, will be coming in. because we're expecting them to
0: come, and, and they then, will bring this, uh, and this, room this room. is how it's all going yeah, to out up. Live in this kind of chaos. To. So, so yesterday, as I was preparing, right, oh, So I like this to, if I'm working from home, I like to put on like a useless TV show that is kind of background noise, but not going to like catch my attention and distract me. So yesterday's background noise was the Christmas movie Christmas with the Cranks. If you've never seen it before, I'm not gonna stand here and say you need to see it. It's just one of those Christmas movies. But here's kind of the the, the, the layout of this. their daughter is gone for Christmas for the first time. And they start to think about what Christmas is going to be like without their daughter, because you know, as long as they can remember, it's always been about her daughter, their daughter. But she's gone. And they start to think, one of them decides to calculate how much money do they really spend on Christmas every year. And makes the decision, you know what? We can save money and go on a cruise. Because We don't need to be here because our daughter's not going to be here anyways. So What's the point? So that means that when the police come knocking on their door for their uh, gift, uh, their fundraiser that they do every year, including this wonderful police calendar, they say, Actually, no, we're not celebrating Christmas here, we're going away on a cream. knocking on the door, and they're like, oh, we've got the best razor fur for you. We saved you the best. Here it is. And they're like, well, sorry. We're not going to be celebrating Christmas. We're going on a cruise, but thank you anyway. And the scouts leave all crabby because this was another sale they depended on.
1: This family decides they don't have to put up the Christmas
0: decorations. They don't even have to put up the big frosty on their roof like everybody puts the snowman on the roof along the whole row in that neighborhood. They're not going to follow the usual expectations. They're not even happy with their usual Christmas party. And it throws everybody into a tizzy. We prepare for the coming of Christ with our to-do lists. We come to church and we push that we're hearing right now just waiting for the story that we can tell by heart. We're in the midst of our shopping and our decorating. Have you sent out your Christmas cards yet? Oh, I've had a couple head shakes. Yeah, I've got the boxes. They're probably not going to happen again this year, I'm sorry. With two or three weeks of gospel readings that don't seem to fall into our expectations of Christmas stories, the ones we're waiting for the ones we're expecting. So if you don't know this, happy new year. We've, we're the second week into the new year of the church. And this year, uh, many of our gospel readings will be from the Gospel of Mark, a few John, one Luke. And, and this reading today, our first realization that this may not be what we expect as we get close to Christmas. We look at our Gospel reading and we notice it starts, chapter 1, verse 1. It's not the birth narrative, but it starts with a grown John the Baptizer proclaiming the one who is to come, who comes in as a grown Jesus, son of God. There are no angels or shepherds. There's no baby in a manger in this beginning. There's no starry night or manger filled with hay, because Mark starts differently. Not what we expect. Mark, as some would say, he gets to the point. Because Mark's gospel is about urgency. It's not about waiting or pondering. Mark keeps Moving the book along, and it seems to leave out things that we would expect to read. And even by the end, the original writing, it ends abruptly with the woman women running running from the tomb and not saying anything to anyone. End period. Mark seems to jump into the story partway through and ends before finishing the story. It's not what we expect. In today's text, we get a little glimpse of John the Baptizer, a little bit. Next week, we have the Christmas program, so we'll, we'll kind of miss another story that explains John a little bit more. John's not the one we expect. Necessarily to be the one proclaiming the coming of the Messiah. It's a guy who's. we'd probably say he's kind of one of those different denominations. And the fourth week of Advent, which is the morning of the 24th, we read from the Gospel of Luke.
1: Because
0: there's not a song for Mary to sing in Mark. There's nothing about the birth or the early years of Jesus. The song Mary sings from Luke, a song that we really struggle to grasp because she sings of things. world turning upside down, and while we enjoy the beauty of her words, we don't grasp its meaning. It. We're on the verge of something really big, and I'm not sure we really understand how big it and everything changed. Not how we expected, but everything changed. <clears throat> God is of doing that by turning the world upside down. But that's not the end. God is coming again, and everything will change. Mary gives us a glimpse. Of what Jesus did and what Jesus will do. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their thoughts and their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and he sent the rich away right empty. How do we even begin to grasp that? Later, in the Bible, in Revelation, we get another glimpse. See, the home of God is among mortals, you and I. You will dwell with them, and they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. You will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. What does that look like? What does that really mean? I don't know. But I'm excited for it to happen. It happens soon. And I know that what God says is true. We live in this time of expectation, Expectation from what is coming in God, not this chaos and anxiety, but this joy that is to come. It's more than songs and stories, it's more than decorations and gatherings, it's about hope and promise and love and peace. It's about change and light and new beginnings. My expectations can't even grasp what it will be, and I can't